Hey guys, it's Brad with College Sportscast. We are presented by the Fanboys. All right, guys, welcome back. It's Brad with College Sportscast. Welcome to College Sportscast. It is NFL Draft Night, and I have Taylor Bell with me, who is part of our Boys team. Hey, Taylor, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, right now I'm doing great. I guess it depends on uh, how my Falcons pick, the pick after this one with Vegas. So, yeah, that, so that we are at pick seven team. right now as we're speaking, yep. and the uh, Las Vegas Raiders are on the clock, and then he's a Falcons fan. That's what he's talking about. They pick eight, so um, they got the next pick after the after the Raiders. Um, but we are six picks into this draft, and we've already had two trades and um, a quarterback taken that I didn't really think was going to be taking it for, and he was, which some people said he was. Uh, but the Colts really entertained Will Levis a lot. Matter of fact, they he was there this week um, on Monday, um, which kind of surprises me a little bit. But uh, now we've got the Raiders on the clock, and we'll says the pick is in. So we'll see. We'll see when he comes to the podium here, and see what happens with the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I do want to add that there is a point to be made about the the new head coach uh, in Indianapolis. Can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was the offensive coordinator in Philly, so he has yes. experience working with Jalen Hurts, who is, I think, the closest comp in terms of phys- just physically that you can have for Anthony Richardson with a big. And that's the reason what the that's what the analysis was saying tonight was that he was the closest comp basically to what he was used to um, coaching and stuff. So, and they thought maybe that's the reason why the Indianapolis Colts went that way. I'm really interested to see what some of these teams do that got went quarterback. What they do with their later picks if they go O line or if they go receiver to add a weapon for them or something like that. So the Houston Texans are still in the night so far, but the pick is in here. So Tyree Wilson. All right, Falcons. Jalen Carter is still on the board. Tyree Wilson, defensive end from Texas Tech, is the number seven pick. By the Los Angeles or Las Vegas Raiders. I still, I still, I, I still call it Oakland. It's all good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not used to the Las Vegas stuff yet. I was, I was 
that's a little surprising because he's the Chargers. I don't never like it. It's they're still San Diego yeah, Chargers. Same, same, yeah. I know they're not, but I mean, as long as, as, always, long as it includes the state of California, you're, you're close <laughs> enough. Like, I mean, I know they're not, but whenever I'm trying to speak it or say it, it just comes out like that, and I can't. Like, I don't know. I, when they change yeah, it's just, cities like that, I, it takes me a while, a long while, actually. Exactly. It just comes out that way. All right, so we're going to go back to the very first pick, the first pick of the night, um, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of start with there. Uh, the Carolina Panthers had the first pick tonight, and – their selection was Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, which really was not a surprise. Yeah, that's – I think anybody that had Bryce Young outside of the first overall spot, I think it, you're just overthinking the size factor. Because if you turn on yeah. the tape, there's nobody that processes information quicker. He's the most accurate quarterback in the draft. He went up against arguably the best defense of all time in college football and put 41 points on their head. Now he did lose to them in the national championship, but it's still, there were so many games um, where, especially in the 2021 season where that's an eight and four, nine and three team probably without Bryce Young being the hero and just the poise that he has in the biggest moments, I think is the the biggest um, intangible. I think that he has that you can't, it's kind of lacking. Yeah, I mean, the the only knock on Bryce Young was his size, and I don't think the height is really the issue. It's the weight, really, that's the issue, I think. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, he basically at about 190, um, you know, and just the fierce beating velocity of hits and stuff in the NFL, you know, there is some concern at a you know for a player for his size basically yeah that's and that but he did he did take some good shots against some sec defenders but i think i think that definitely is still a question mark there uh and then i think on top of that but one one of the few gripes in terms of just play style i guess you could have is there were a few times where he would hold on to the ball too long and try to scramble outside the pocket and then force himself to take hits he shouldn't have but I think that's definitely something that with how quickly he's able to learn and pick up things in the game, I don't think it's anything too crazy to worry about. And then the Houston Texans uh, select number two, and they take Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud with, with the number two pick, which, again, even though the last few days you got some of that talk the last few days that comes in, and everybody was saying that he might take a slide. Um, most people still, you know, thought and had him at that second pick, I would say. Yeah, I actually had him going all the way to eight, uh, where I had the I had my Falcons actually trading back with the Tennessee Titans because I thought um, both Levis, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson would be off the board before him. But it looks like that, that S2 test – uh, didn't really matter as yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, there was some chatter about all that stuff this week. But, you know, that the last few days before the draft, you can't really listen to all that chatter. The, it's, it's, 
leading up to it before, like, you know, the week before, but the last few days, they're, they're trying to fool you. They don't want, they don't want you to know exactly who they're going to pick and, and that kind of stuff. So, you know, there was some chatter that he would slide, but, um, you know, I, I'm really not that surprised that they stuck with C.J. Stroud at number two. Now, number three was supposed to be the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, but we had the first trade of the night. The Houston Texans trade all the way up to number three from 12 with Arizona to take the third pick in the draft, and they get the best – what's rated the best defender – and Edge Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama. So they get two and three. Yeah, that's definitely something where um, we, we kind of saw this a little bit last year with the Jets where they traded it back in and had multiple first-round picks. And a lot of people went out and said, oh, they won the draft. And you got to kind of have a little bit of the, hang on a minute, we have to see how these picks – pan out it's and if that if we follow that logic then it's real easy to be the best team in the draft you just trade your entire future away to move into the first round <laughs> right for like four different picks so we'll have to right. see uh anderson's definitely a guy compared to uh tyree wilson and jalen carter i don't think his ceiling is as high but he has definitely the highest floor of any of the pass rushers uh i think in this class yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't think that he is exuberant talent as, you know, the top high end, uh, but he's going to be a steady player, I think. Maybe eight or ten sacks, you know, for a few seasons, something, you know, you know, for his career, peak of his career, I guess you would say, you know, somewhere around that. Um, and uh, he, he's more of a power rusher instead of a speed rusher which is which is not what you normally see at, at the edge all right falcons falcons pick is in let's see where we go here it's right in front of your face don't let them burn down flowery branch <laughs> it's right in front of you get the local guy come on Of course, when we wait like this, he does the most talking before the pick, obviously. Right. Yeah, he's introducing some people before the pick. Big brothers and big sisters of Kansas City. Whoa! They're gonna. There's gonna be riots in front of Flowery Branch over there. I I had heard 
that they might trade. Matter of fact, I done a sh- my last show on Tuesday. I said that I had heard that Atlanta might take BJ BJ Robinson. Yeah, John Robinson. Um, yeah. At the eighth pick, and everybody was like, no, he won't go that high. And I said, I'm telling you, I have heard that that, that that's who they might pick at eight. Yeah, the, the he's definitely, the, in terms of just sheer talent, he's a top three player in the draft. If you take away positional value as a factor now, that's, in my opinion, that's a huge deal. Uh, I would have probably gone – not not even even not specifically just Jalen Carter, but there's plenty of good corners on the board. There's pass rushers on the board. Christian Gonzalez is still there. So, um, so I I I think this is this is definitely it, it's a do or die year for it the Falcons because this is now uh, the third year in a row that the Falcons have gone offensive skill position player in in the first round they went Kyle Pitts. In 2021, at fourth overall with a tight end, they went Drake London at receiver eighth overall, and then they're back at eight, and they get a running back in Bijan Robinson. So, well, I mean, Bijan Robinson is a very talented back, and I, I think he's going to be a great player for a few years. The problem is with running back, your career and being peak doesn't last very long most of the time. And on top of that. I do want to add specifically in the Falcons situation, the they picked up Tyler Algier in the fifth round last year, and he was a 1,000-yard rusher. So that kind of shows you in of itself what they're doing. But it looks like Philly is actually traded up to nine. With Yeah, that's what I was just looking at. So Moved up one pick. In- that was supposed to be Chicago. That's where they traded back to from the number one with Carolina. Why would they trade up this one pick? It has to be a defender, doesn't it? They're probably going to get Jalen Carter then because they already drafted Nakobe Dean and Jordan Davis from Georgia's defense last year. So that won't surprise me at all if they go for all three of them. Um, that's kind of been a theme since Kirby Smart has had built some of these elite def- defenses at Georgia. Is there's pretty much two teams that have taken a majority of the top guys, with it being. Philly taking those guys, and then Green Bay also has a defense completely loaded with uh, Georgia defenders, Devontae Wyatt, Quay Walker, Eric Stokes. Right. Like there's half the yeah. defense in, in Green Bay. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. yeah, it's Georgia def- defenders. Yeah. Which that, that it's like we could see Jalen Carter go here to nine to Philly again. And then I won't be surprised if Nolan Smith ends up going to Green Bay again and we have another. another well, that's that's one of the other picks. There was there was two – well, there was three guys. We done our show on Tuesday. It was before they had finalized. No, maybe it was Sunday show. But we done a show with the Green Bay guy on with us, and it was before they'd finalized the, the Rodgers trade, and they were still at 15. Um. But now they're 13 as long as they don't do another trade here tonight. Um, I think there's three guys that I think the Packers – that I believe that the Packers should take. And I'm actually hoping it's two, really. Um, 
I told you before before we come on, I think I told you who I want. But uh, Nolan Smith is another one. If he's there, I'd love for them to take Nolan yeah. Smith. It's It just seems like – I don't know if it just started – it feels like the COVID season, but it's – but the – the Kuipers and the McShays, like the, the media boards, I guess, just seem way – they get further and further off what the teams actually do yeah. year after year. Like I think, Yeah. Which is – you think it would be the opposite because of social media and somebody can – and how quickly the info can get leaked from inside an organization. But it just goes to show you how I think quickly things can change based on how draft night goes. Yeah, it's it's pretty surprising to see a running back picked in the top ten. Just to be honest. Yeah, it's not a good pick. I mean, I think he's a great player. I think he'll be a great player for the next three or four years. Yeah. You know, it's 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 just. I, I'm just even even with the production, even if you get elite production from that position, it's still such a dependent position. And there's so many other guys that can be a bigger impact than what a running back can do. Now, the only way I've, I've said um, the, leading up to the draft, the only way you could sell me on getting Bijan is if they end up using him in a role similar to how the 49ers use Debo Samuel, where you put him at receiver and he acts as both. And now he did lead Texas in receptions last year which is right. kind of an interesting dynamic as a running back but it's again like you said it's about the long-term extensions and the um, longevity of the position yeah i mean it's just the beating they take you know and then jalen carter goes that's to the who, eagles at nine yep. that's who they get jalen carter Jalen Carter goes number nine, which uh, you were right on them moving up to get him. Yeah, that's a very common – this keeps going. Okay, so I guess Chicago is, take, is picking 10, and then Tennessee is at 11. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm sitting here. I'm a Kentucky fan. Uh, Taylor's a Georgia fan, and I'm kind of shocked, really, that that Levis has not been taken, still on the board. I will be really shocked if the Titans don't take Levis at 11. Yeah, I just I don't. That, that's I don't. I don't see Chicago taking him at 10, but I will be really shocked if the Titans don't take him at 11. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I still wonder um, if where Skaronsky ends up in all of this as well. Maybe he goes to Chicago here because they already have Justin Fields in place. Maybe Tennessee wants to improve the very poor offensive line they had last year. We'll have to see Levis. I feel like I think Detroit's kind of sold on Jared Goff at this point, I don't think they would get. Yeah, lucky. yeah, I don't think Detroit's going going to pick uh, a quarterback. Um, if he doesn't go eleven, then I think he might go fourteen to New England. 
that yeah, that he, would be that would be my next best guess. Yeah. And if that doesn't happen, then he'll go 19 to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Another another name we haven't mentioned is um is uh, Flowers out of Boston College. Flowers. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely I, I think he's probably the first receiver off the board. See, I kind of think JSN from Ohio State will be the first receiver off the board, but maybe. You don't I, – I think it's it's the Cooper Cup comp and then there's the uh, the Antonio Brown comp for Flowers. So, yeah, it's all depending uh, – depend, that's, I guess, where the team need, if they what they're looking for in scheme fit. I think kind right. of that's going to play a factor. Yeah. As well. I tell you what, if if Jalen Carter plays ball, he is one of the most talented guys in this draft. But uh, he also has some legal issues going on too, I think. So yeah, and um, that's that's definitely that's what worried me. Um, if if you keep up with the Falcons at all, that's definitely the given the legal situations. There's guys that the Falcons have passed up on for less than that, based off of Garrett yeah. and um, the the kind of regurgitated phrase you'll see in the media is we want smart, tough, physical football players that are their big their big uh character guys, both Arthur Smith, the head coach, and Terry Fontenot, the the uh, GM. So right. That's that's definitely something where well and then there's also been questioned whether or not Jalen Carler really wants football as bad as some of these other guys is too. Yeah the this is this is eerily. You're a Georgia guy, so you tell me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, so Seth Emerson with the Athletic, who is, um, he's been working as a reporter with UGA for years, said that he did not get the notion of any work ethic problems uh, within the locker room at Georgia when it comes to Jalen Carter. Now, um, that's that's just one source, but. Um, I, I think that the interesting part of all of this is a lot of people don't know um, Jalen Carter's from Apopka High School down in Florida, which is the same high school as Warren Sapp. And Warren Sapp actually had a similar situation happen to him on draft night where I, I believe it was a drug test, some a marijuana related issue got leaked. About yeah. him only, uh, a, and he dropped. Yeah, and he dropped out of the first round when talent-wise he was a top three pick. So, right. and yeah. then he obviously went on to become a Hall of Famer. So that'll be, yeah. And Jalen Carter Carter has that kind of talent. I mean, for yeah. sure. Um, so you know, I think it's a great pick by Philly at nine. To be honest with you, um, so we'll see when it comes to that, but. Jalen Carter is a talented, talented, huge human being. <laughs> I mean, huge human being. And guys, right, so, guys that big aren't supposed to move like that either. Yeah, man. I mean, just it's unbelievable. All right, so we I, we went through three. At four, the Indianapolis Colts picked before we come on the air. 
and they selected Anthony Richardson from Florida. Um, so I want to get that in uh, before we was on the air. And number five, the Seattle Seahawks select Devin Witherspoon, cornerback. Um, so I want to get those two in and get your thoughts on those two. So if, if you keep up with uh, me at all, obviously Florida part aside, as Darnell White, Wright goes to uh, the Bears at 10, they go offensive line. Um, I'm not high on Anthony Richardson. I think there's a lot of that's said about him when it comes to his athletic ability and things that have nothing I'm to do. I'm kind of surprised by that pick, actually, by the Bears. Um, yeah. But a lot of things going on with Richardson that I think don't really relate to the quarterback position whatsoever. Um, so I, I, I think it takes a real Andy Reid-like play caller to be able to work with him and develop him. He's now just so him. raw. I mean, yeah. he has a high ceiling, but he has a very low floor. Exactly. If you ask me. Yeah. Now it's with Witherspoon, he was my top corner in the draft uh, in, in a loaded corner class. He's placed with tremendous physicality. He has great ball skills. He tested well. He kind of just checks all the boxes at the DB position. Now pairing him with Tariq Woolen in Seattle, that is a very interesting um, secondary combination that Pete Carroll has assembled in Seattle. So maybe maybe they're trying to go back to the roots of the Legion of Boom there a little bit, but we'll have to see how things shake right. out there. Yeah. And then at six, right before we went on the air, um, the Detroit Lions traded with the Cardinals again in a second trade, they went back from three to 12 and then 12 back to six and Arizona Cardinals picked six and remind me who they selected now that I'm sitting here talking about it. Paris Johnson out of Ohio Paris, State. Paris Johnson Jr. Yeah. The uh, left tackle out of Ohio State. And yeah, play, uh, so play that was, right that was for six. Yeah, that's that was who uh, reportedly Tyler Murray wanted them to get, and that seems like after not doing that, uh, not going what in Tyler's direction, they've decided to uh, listen to their quarterback that they've given this big extension to, and he's right. finally going to. Uh, I, I and mean, even, and I think like, Paris Johnson Jr. is probably the best left tackle in the draft. Yeah, him. It's definitely between him and uh, Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Um, and it's in Arizona is in a situation they've got a long rebuild ahead. They've got plenty of depth that they need to add to the roster. So trading back and, uh, and they got a first round pick by trading back. I think like next year, I think. Yeah. yeah and then, have. and then they traded back up to six. So it really didn't, you know what I mean? Like they, so they get a, an extra pick next year. And then move back up to six and get their offensive tackle. Yeah, so it's their it's, left tackle. Yeah, they're able to able to add extra spots, extra depth to the roster, which is kind of what you it's kind of what you do when you know you have a rebuild ahead is rebuild the trenches, add picks, and then try to see if you can assemble weapons around good trench play when you're that you've hopefully 
developed early on in, in the rebuilding process. Right. All right. So that kind of gets us through the first six picks. We come on right as uh, uh, Las Vegas Raiders were selecting seventh. So uh, that kind of gets us through the, the top six picks that we missed before we come on the air tonight. So I wanted to get through that. So uh, Tennessee Titans is now on the clock at 11. And like I said, this is one of the places I think that Will Levis could land. I'm actually kind of surprised that he's still on the board, but you know, it is what it is. I did think that there was a chance that he could still be on the board. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I, I really was kind of surprised by the Colts. You know, Will Levis was visited with the Colts just this week on Monday, this week. Um, and that was like his third or fourth visit with them on Monday. Um so I don't know, but they went AR, they went Anthony Richardson, and uh, no other quarterback has been taken since then. So at number four, the top th three of the top four were, were quarterbacks, and then no quarterback's been taken since. And the one non-quarterback in the top four was an edge rusher whose job is to go after the quarterback. <laughs> and yet the Falcons right. draft a running back at eight because that's – Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's that's how it went so far. <laughs> the only the uh, I will say this, I'm a with the draft picks somewhat of a, a pessimist for a right reason with what the Falcons have done. The the most recent draft pick that I actually liked in the first round was AJ Terrell. So I didn't like Pitts. I didn't like Drake London, and I didn't like Drake London, and I don't like Bijan. So, I've always been the, the just kind of. Well, I mean, it just depends on how they use Bijan Robinson. If they were using him in that Debo Samuel thing that you were talking about, role, then you know, I, I think he could definitely have a five six year run in a role like that at least. And be a good ball, you know, and, and be one of the top players in the league. Yeah, it's it's partially just, I think, the M.O. too of Arthur Smith. He was an offensive lineman at North Carolina. Some of the best rushing attacks of the best seasons that Derrick Henry had were when he was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. He has greatly improved the offensive line since coming in. Uh, and they extended Chris Lindstrom, one of the better uh, guards in the league. Um, I believe it was a five-year deal, so... Um, running the ball is what Arthur Smith wants to do. So you know that um, at least if you're looking at it from a positive end of the spectrum, they're not going to draft a guy at eight and then hand them the, give him 15 touches a game. They're going to be, they are going to force B. John Robinson and Tyler Algier the ball and take a lot, as much pressure off of Desmond Ritter at quarterback as they possibly can. Titans pick is in. Ooh. 
You was right. Peter Skronsky. Yep. They did go tackle. They, I mean, they went Malik Willis last year in the first round. Um, I'm just – I had – I wasn't really sold that they were sold on Malik Willis. Yeah, that's – I think it's – from what I've heard as far as the situation with Willis is they actually drafted a quarterback that last year because the ownership wanted them to go and get a quarterback because they were disappointed with the um, regression of Ryan Tannehill. But you can't, especially a guy as raw as Malik Willis, I, I was kind of scratching my head at that, at wanting to move on from him at least because he's a very raw prospect that you have to give him more than a year. When Hugh Freeze himself, um, I believe the quote was, he's two years away from being a year away was what he told a lot of the coaching staff <laughs> yeah. when they were calling him at Liberty to ask about Malik Willis. So um, pretty solid pick for Tennessee. I was thinking they might also go receiver just because outside of Tra- Traylon Burks from Arkansas, there's a lot of names that um, only the the biggest of Madden fans would probably recognize in that receiver room. So. <laughs> so Detroit is now picking 12th. When the draft started, they were at sixth. They traded back with Arizona. So they're now picking 12th. And now we have a display that just came up that says the Lions have five of the next 43 picks. So they to- definitely went and added. Yep, so they added some picks tonight for sure. And I can tell you right now that what they are going to do is they are going to build that defense from the ground up with those picks. They're probably yeah. going to spend almost all of those picks, if not all of them, on defense. Yeah, so they have – they're at 12. So between here and the 60th pick, they have five picks. So that's a um, good way to add some top-end talent for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you're probably right. Um, you know, the Lions were close this year, you know, um, close to a playoff spot. You know, um, they turned it around a little bit. They had a pretty decent offense. So the pick is in. Jameer Gibbs at 12. Wow. So he joins DeAndre Swift in the Lions' backfield. That is a big surprise. That's the biggest surprise of the night so, so far. This is telling you what people think of the of the running backs in this class, that two running backs go in the top 15. That – okay, Jameer Gibbs was mostly um, – thought of as a first-round draft pick, but everything I've seen had him 25th or lower. Yeah, going, going to one of the playoff teams that, yeah, that yeah. just needed an extra extra weapon to help out. Philly, matter of fact, Philly was one of them, like at 30 or something, you know, that, that a lot of people was selecting Jameer Gibbs at. 12 is a reach. I mean, I like Jameer Gibbs. He's a great player, but – Incredibly, I feel like that's incredibly shifty. The one knock on him is there were 
multiple games uh, last year, mainly the Texas A&M game and the Texas game where Gibbs actually was started and then didn't take the majority of the snaps because he was struggling in pass protection. So that's the biggest knock on his game. But a guy that's as shifty and as explosive as he is, it's a lot more. You're a lot more worried about finding ways to get it. I'm still surprised they didn't go defense. Yeah. Christian Gonzalez, um, Miles Murphy. Yeah, this is seems to be a sign that um, a lot of these front offices weren't as high on the defensive. Well, the Packers ball. seem happy. No, that's the Lions, isn't it? Yep. Okay. They had the Packers thing on the clock. I thought that was their room. I thought, what? Because the Packers are picking next at 13. All that green on the stage looking like St. Patrick's Day. They need a backup. All right, Mr. Packers fan, who are you going? They need they they need a backup. Who are you picking? I I Will Levis is still on the board. They need a backup. I, I will say that. Oh, um, I, I work it work in the Kentucky I will, a little bit. I will yeah. I will say that they do need a backup. You know, they traded their starter. Jordan Love's now going to be their starter. So, um, I would think they need somebody to fill in. Uh, but and and I'm not a hundred percent sold that Jordan loves the answer. He'll be the starter this year and we'll see. I actually think that they're going to go JSN from Ohio state. That that's where I think they'll go, but they also could go Nolan Smith. I, I do find it. If they go receiver, that's very fascinating to me to do that after to immediately all these years where you don't get a weapon, an offensive receiver in the, or a weapon in the first round for immediately Rodgers, after trading Rogers and then spend a first round pick on a, on a receiver. Yep. Cause they haven't done it in year. Like, you know, it's been years. Um, but I had a green Bay Packer insider on with me on Sunday and he says that they are they're really high on Jackson Smith. Nick, I can't say his last name. Nick, Nick I can't Smith say his last name. Jigba. In Jigba. Yep. I can't never say his last name. <laughs> I always say JSN. It's so much easier. Yep. <laughs> um, but they did say he's really high on them. Um, actually – uh, the two tackles that have been taken were two names. Um, one of them was just a few minutes ago, and then Paris Johnson Jr. was uh, two names that he mentioned that they could pick, which are off the board now. Um, Kincaid, the tight end from Utah, is a name that he mentioned and Nolan Smith. Now, I'm throwing out Will Levis because Will Levis is sitting there and uh, hey, Green Bay needs a at least needs a backup quarterback. You can you can go ahead and be um, 
you know, training him to be the backup for the next year yeah. or so. I, I think it's it, – if Levis doesn't go to New England at 14, then right. we're kind of scratching our heads here. Uh, yeah, I, I really am. It's either – so I think I think that uh, it's possible he goes at 14 to the Patriots, and if that doesn't happen, he may slide to 19. Yeah. I'm gonna take. With, I'm gonna take with a, Tampa Bay. I'm gonna take a guess and say that Green Bay goes JSN. We get Le- Levis goes to New England at 14, and then I'm thinking Zay Flowers to the Jets at 15 to give Rodgers that weapon. To give Rodgers weapon yeah. there. So that'll that's that's what I'm rolling with for these next three picks. So. Hmm. Now JSN with the play playing at Ohio State, you know he's gonna be able to handle the cold weather. So that's not a that's not a factor. Yeah, and he tested really, really strong. Wow. I won't spoil it for you. I know you're a little behind me. Lucas Van Ness? What? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just he's not anybody that I thought they would be. I'll be honest, outside of possible any if you was just want to throw quarterbacks out the window because of the unpredictability, that's looking like that's that's giving the Falcons a run for their money in terms of the reach of the draft. I think I I probably would have him. But there's a lot of guys I would have picked before I would have gone Lucas Van Ness that are still I mean, there. Miles Murphy's still out there. No, you have Nolan Smith. Is Nolan there. Smith is still out there? Got plenty of. There's a loaded loaded tight end class as well. If you want to have another guy to pair with. Yes, as well. Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid, I thought would have been a much better pick myself. But well, you even have not even just him. You have Sam Laporta also from Iowa, and you have Luke Musgrave is on the board still too. Now that's now I think both of those guys are probably more towards the early second round, late first than they are. Well, Michael Mayer is another one that people at, at you know, early on was saying possibly could be a first round guy, but now he's kind of fallen a little bit. Yeah, he didn't he didn't since pass then. very well at the comp. Yeah. Line. Right. Darnell Washington, another tight end. I gotta bring it gotta mention the Georgia guy. Yeah, Darnell Washington is one for sure. He's a monster size. Um he's just not one because Georgia has Brock Bowers. That's all you see is you know Brock Bowers coming out of the tight end room. You just uh, Washington didn't get a lot of yeah, you, a whole lot of looks his way. You know what I mean? Like, well, well, most, well, you see with Washington, if you go and watch, just count how many of plays that Georgia has where they have a throw that's less than five yards downfield that ends on twenty yards because Darnell Washington's blocking downfield and clears out. Oh yeah, I mean he's a monster. Three defenders, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a monster. He really is. I'm just saying, 
as a tight end, you didn't see him. It was all it was mostly him blocking and doing things, you know. Um, but when he did get the ball, he looks great. Yeah, he's a tremendous red zone threat as yeah. just because of his size alone. Right. It's like right. it's hard to cover. You can't put a linebacker on him because he's too fast and yeah, he's too, he's too big for linebackers as even as a, a I, tight end. I am I'm shocked that the Packers traded up at a 15 to get Lucas Van Ness. I mean, I just really am. I mean, they could have got Lucas Van Ness at 15. They didn't need to trade for that. Let's see what Pittsburgh does. Typically, Mike Tomlin and his staff, what they decide to do, known as a team that can handle. Wait a second. Did Pittsburgh trade with the Patriots? Yep, looks like they did. I just didn't even think about that. Because the Patriots were 14. Yep. Pittsburgh is now at 14. Still got the Jets at 15. And I believe Washington was started at 16, I think so. All right. What does Pittsburgh do? Hmm. Very well could go offensive line. Still Yeah, they might they might go Broderick Jones here actually from Georgia. And they I'm I I would even think going corner, getting a Christian Gonzalez just off of that's kind of their main weakness defensively is the secondary. And he's been he's a guy that some he was corner one going and going fifth or sixth in some mocks and he's made it all the way to at least to 14. So. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. Out of Oregon. I mean, most of the time he was just about most mocks had him in the top 10 at least. Yep. I have to say the last two picks I'm pretty surprised by both of them. Jameer Gibbs and Lucas Van Ness. I mean, I'm not saying that both of them might not have been picked in the late first round, but that's that's a you know nearly 20, 18 to twenty position reach, if you ask me. Yeah, that's got to be just betting on being a high powered offense and then using the depth pieces to build the defense back up. Because that's that that's seems to be a growing theme is get use your early picks on offense, use your mid round picks to build up your defense and have depth over star talent on the defensive side. Picks in. There he goes. There's a Georgia guy off the board. Roderick Jones, that's who I said they might go with there. Yep. I wonder how much of a salesman George Pickens was in that in that front office there. Yeah. I uh I thought that's might be what they go with there when they traded up just to get Broderick Jones. I am surprised that Christian Gonzalez is still on the board. And Levis, there's two that, you know, most people had in the top seven or eight at least. 
that's still on the board. Yep. I think Jones, obviously, with Wright, you have the, the technique and the pass walking at prowess. Broderick Jones, definitely his, his strength, he's probably the best run blocking tackle in, in the draft this year. That was, you see, you'll obviously see it if you're watching ESPN, the, the highlight reel. They're pull, they pull them a lot. They use them in the screen game a ton because he's got the mobility to go out and he can get to the defensive backs in space, really allow the – open it up for the Georgia receivers to do damage after the catch. Yeah, I mean, he's – I think he's a, he's a good pick there. I mean, they got – Pickens last year, you know, so they got a second-year quarterback in there, get some help for him at the offensive line. I think it's a good pick, good strong solid, pick yep, for, the, solid, for Pittsburgh. Solid pick for a team that's historically drafted very well. Yeah, I think it's a good pick for him there. Uh, and Broderick Jones is a, is a good um, offensive tackle. So now we got the New York Jets on the clock at 15. I had been hearing for, I mean, honestly, for months, I have heard that they might take um, Brian Branch here, actually. I don't know if that's who they go with or not. But I had been hearing for quite a while, actually. But now, early on, that was like January, February, 1st of March. I was hearing it pretty strong. The last month or so, it's kind of died down a little bit. So I don't know if that's what they do. Or if, But early on, I had heard that a lot. Yeah, that's a versatile guy. It definitely seems like. The, the Jets are really trying to focus on defense with how they construct their roster. And Robert yeah. Sala is going to be able to know how to how to figure out. But since to- they just traded for Rodgers, you might be right. They might go wide receiver here. Yeah. If that's that's what I would – if if I were in New York, I would, I would go Zay Flowers here. That's my pick, especially because we're probably going to see them – part ways with with Corey Davis and you still want you got to make your new quarterback happy I think so you might be right that might be who they go with I mean I guess you know they probably would go with flowers maybe over JSN, Quentin Johnston uh, as well. Quentin John, Quentin Johnston, and I'm trying to think of the fourth guy that I had mentioned that would probably be a first rounder receiver. Johnson, JSN, and Flowers. Others. There was another. One. There was a fourth guy, and I can't even remember who it is off the top of my head right now. I mean. Was Hyatt in early in the draft process, but he's kind of fallen off. Yeah, no, it wasn't Hyatt. I'm thinking, said, I mean, Cedric Tillman would go higher than him, but I don't think he's probably, I don't think he goes in the first round. 
Oh, it's Jordan Addison. Yeah, out of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Jordan right. Addison. I knew there was another guy that that was. There's four of them that I think could be first rounders. Yeah, wide receivers. It's Jordan Addison. Very interesting. The, very interesting to me how last year's receiver class was so loaded, and then this year is kind of the opposite of those. Yeah. I think there's only four that will go first round, and, and we'll we'll see by the end of the night. But Jalen Hyatt might be the next one to go in the second round, maybe. Um, if I was gonna, you know, might be there, but those four I think will go first round. Um, at least that's what I thought before the night started, anyway. Now we're sitting at 15, and none have come off the board. But there's a few teams coming up that I think will go wide receiver. Yep. Like in I that really, eight, 18 I, I, to 22 range. And I anticipate if there's any team position-wise I would bet on, I'm thinking Cincinnati goes tight end here at 28. But we still got – obviously, we got a long way to go to get there. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Interested to see if Washington actually moves on from uh, Chase Young or, or if they just decide to stick with it and maybe try to see if they can get more value out of him after the draft or before the trade deadline, something like that. Yeah, I mean, before the Rodgers trade, I really thought that Jets were going to go defense here. Um, but you might be right after they get after they get Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, they, they may try to pick up a, a wide receiver for him. They're taking their sweet old time with making this pick. They so. sure are. <laughs> Seems like it's taken forever. They're taking it down to the last second here. The Jets are on this pick. Absolutely. <laughs> You're supposed to have 10 minutes, so we'll see. Some of these teams ain't taking the full 10, but the Jets sure did. Yeah, there's some of them. It's funny. Some of them take 45 seconds. Others are taking the full. Yeah. Leave it to leave it to a New York team to try to meet, eat, eat up as much of the uh, TV time as they can possibly get with their pick. So. <laughs> So I have to say for the Packers, man, I, if they were going to go for a reach, especially at defensive end, I was really hoping it was going to be Nolan Smith. Yeah, that's just – it just made so much sense with all of the Georgia defenders on that team. And by reach, I don't mean his talent. I just – his size is a little bit undersized for a defensive end, for, you know, for an edge rusher in the NFL – but you go by the way he plays and his talent, and I, I actually think that Nolan Smith might be the best defender in this draft when it's all said and done. Yeah, he's he's probably the he's he's such a smart player um, and such a great leader that um, he's got one of the higher floors as well. I actually think he might be one of the best defensive players, the best defensive player in this draft 
when it's when you look back on it five or six years from now. Yeah, with the with the I really do. Yep. I've been saying that for a while. Let's see. I'm really interested to see what Minnesota does at 23. There's a lot of these. This has definitely been longer than 10 minutes on this pick. <laughs> they're, they're letting the, the pick. This pick has been in, it seems like, forever. So, yeah. Maybe Mish had to use the bathroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> Is this a make a wish kid making the pick, I guess? Oh, okay. Yep. So Mel Kuyper's best available is Will Levis, Christian Gonzalez, and Nolan Smith. One, two, three. Zay Flowers is four. Right. Jackson Smith and the Jig the Jigba. Something like that. I can't ever say it. It's five. Will McDonald out of Iowa State. Wow. I, I'm actually surprised by some of these. They did go defense, but. I did not have him going in the first round at all. I'll say that. So I've seen a few people that had him sneaking in like 30th or 31st. But that's about it. And that's just a few people that I've seen had him sneaking in in the first round. Most everybody else had him high in the second round. Yeah. I don't I just the last I just three picks have been reach. All of them have been reaches, if you ask me. Yeah. It's it's just I, I don't. Well, except for Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones at fourteen was all right. It was twelve, thirteen, and fifteen. It's it's maybe it's a ego thing. I don't know. I just it it looks like there's a hyper focus on physical tools with some of these guys and. I think with, with when you're talking about the the, the best players, like uh, maybe it's just the SEC homer. And I'm going to give you a defender that I think will be better than 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 McDonald here, um, and Lucas Van Ness, and he's still out there, 
and I think he might go late in the first round, but he might be a second-round pick. And that's Jack Campbell from Iowa. Yeah, I like Jack Campbell from Iowa, and I would pick him over over Will McDonald from Iowa State. A guy that I actually I liked a lot as well. Um, I believe it's Felix Anaduke Uzama out of Kansas State as well. Is a guy that I was very high on in terms of um, how he could project at the pro level as well. Yeah. So. But it seems like I mean, that was a. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like that those were a few picks of, of reaches. Now, Broderick Jones at fourteen for Pittsburgh, I think was was a good pick. Um, and I'm not saying that Jameer Gibbs is not going to be a good player. I'm not saying that Lucas Van Ness can't be a good player. I'm not saying that Will McDonald can't be a good player. I just think for where they went in the in the picking order that it's a little high. Yeah. Just from a from a positional value standpoint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, Will McDonald, honestly, you might have been able to get him at 34. And you just picked him at fifteen, but I, and then that leads to um, that becomes an interesting point to where, um, like, you want to be able to get guys as late as you can get them because then that helps out with the salary cap because you're paying them less money when they're picking later. Right. So that's one of the reasons you actually will see some teams trade back is because they know that they can get the guy that they want eight picks later and get right. that much less down the line. So. It's something that you have to – if you're really playing the long game, which is very rare in this league, that's what you're going to see teams do. Now that's kind of – I almost looks like that's kind of what's the shift in the opposite direction is, is nobody's – everybody's looking at everything year by year now. So there's the saying, NFL stands for not for long. So Yeah. Yeah, your career's not nearly as long in the NFL as it is the rest of these leagues. Yep. Um, I mean, you just have ferocious, violent hits all the time. And, and, you know, I mean, just man fights in the middle. You know know what I mean? Like every play. Um, You know, and it takes a toll on you. Yeah, a lot goes on that we don't see in the gray area, as a lot of the big guys like to call it. So, <coughs> yeah, for sure. Very interested to see what Washington Washington is the team that can go in so many different directions here. <coughs> main the two main tackles are off the board. Uh, receivers, pretty much all the big receivers are still there. Is this where we finally see a tight end? Maybe. I mean, who's who's playing? Is is it still gonna like up in the air quarterback situation? Well, yeah. Maybe Osiris Torrance out of Florida here. He's he's still up there. Maybe. I mean, 
most of the mocks that I've seen had him in the 24, 25, 26, 27 range. Yeah, about as high as you'll see a guard typically get picked, but we're seeing two running backs in the top 15. So yeah, right, yeah. Knows, I mean, you're right. Who knows at this point? You're definitely right. Um, I would have never, ever said we would have two running backs in the top 12. I would have. When's the last time? When's the last time in the NFL draft that that's happened? Yeah, I, I would have bet my. I, if I if there was any bet I would have done, it would have been Detroit to get a DB. So that tells you that tells you what I know here. Whoa. Okay. Emmanuel Forbes. Hmm. Have people completely forgot about Christian Gonzalez or what? Maybe they just didn't see him as highly as as uh, some of the media did. Forbes is definitely he's a pick artist for sure. Yeah. So, and now New England's pick is immediately in. Oh, he's he's got great ball skills. For sure. He definitely has great ball skills for for a corner. Had a pick six on Will Levis as well. Yep. Which they're about to immediately show as I say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got great ball skills, that's for sure. I mean, he just read Will Levis just That's one of them plays you just quarterback just turns and you know exactly where he's going with the ball. What does New England do? Maybe they go maybe Levis finally gets picked here at 17. I'm I'm really surprised that he's still on the board tonight, but I think so you know, they have Jones from Bama. And he had a good rookie season. This past year, eh, wasn't quite as good. They also did a top 30 interview with Zay Flowers as well. So he's a guy that they could get here as well. If, if they believe in Mac Jones, they'll yeah. probably look to add a weapon at receiver for him. So that's another possibility here. It is. They're picking now. Yeah, they their pick was in almost immediately. Christian Gonzalez is the pick for um, New England Patriots at seventeen. Back to back corners. I'm interested to see what they got in the trade that where they moved back to 17, what they got in return for that. I think uh, they showed it a while ago, I believe. I think they got a fourth-round pick this year. Okay. I think they got a fourth-round pick, I believe. It was like 160 or 170 or something like that. I 
I mean, Christian Gonzalez here at 17 is a, is a pretty good pickup. I mean, most people had him going six, seven, eight in mock drafts. Yeah, we know we know that Belichick knows what he's talking about when it comes to defensive backs and defense in general. So maybe this is something where he pulled a fast one on everybody. Maybe this is something where there's a reason why he lasted until 17, despite some of the mocks having him in the top 10. But that's definitely – I'm surprised a lot of these Big 12 guys going higher than I anticipated. So maybe there's a bit more trust in that conference as a true Power 5 conference than um, some of us non-Big 12 folks. <laughs> yeah, I'm – I'm I'm with you on that one. I'm an SEC guy too, so um, you know you got Iowa State going, and uh, you know what's Detroit do here at eighteen? They went. Is that who's picking? Is Detroit? Yep. They're the ones that they just picked up. Surely, to goodness, they go defense here, don't they? They have to. Nolan Smith? Well, across from Aiden Hutchinson, that's a possibility. They could go. I, I mean, Nolan would, Smith that, would be an amazing pick for them. I'm telling you, I am really, really high on Nolan Smith. If Nolan Smith doesn't get hurt – and he plays for Georgia this year. I think Nolan Smith is easily a top five pick. Yep. Easily. He might even be a top two or three pick if he plays this year, this past season. I yeah, mean, he got hurt. He got hurt. And I mean, I, you know, I, I kind of believe, and you're a Georgia guy, and you may say that it's different, but. I kind of believe that he just didn't rush back that, you know, he probably could have pushed himself and played a little bit um, this past season towards the end of the year. If he would have really pushed himself to play. I don't think that the, you know, I don't think that it was worth it basically for him I to mean, do that. He, he tore his peck from the bone. So, I yeah. don't really think – yeah, I, I don't think it's I, – I, and he didn't get – this was not um, – his injury was not, say, it wasn't a week one type deal where he has a full season to come back as well. It happened um, in the middle of the season as well. So, yeah, I think that that is factored in as well. well it, happened, it was just – he just played one game, didn't he? Or no? I think I think he played – he played at least um, – he might have. I think he got injured maybe in the Samford Samford game, um, but I know he played um, at least. I, I think I'm picturing him playing in the South Carolina game. He might have been injured in the South Carolina game. Okay. So, um, I was thinking he just played the first game of the season and that was it. Yeah. Take it in for Detroit. But yeah, I, I but I still Detroit. say if he hadn't have gotten hurt and he would have played all year. I, I, to be honest with you, I think he would be considered the best defender in the draft 
over Will Anderson. Everybody had Will Anderson there. And I kind of think Nolan Smith would have that spot. Yeah, it really um, – I think also just looking at the production because um, Nolan does – does last in 2021 did a lot of the kind of non-stat book related things. Um, he plays the run incredibly well. That's his biggest strength. Um, but this is a passing-driven league. Um, so maybe he, he, he showed improvement in his pass rushing moves, um, I think, throughout his career. So it's it's kind of the main deal is how much do you factor in, how much weight do you put on him being a great run defender versus wanting a guy that has polished pass rush moves, a quick first step, things like that. His first step is great, um, but in terms of just technique, physic, um, I don't want to say physicality, in terms of just polished pass rushing ability, Will Anderson definitely beats him in that regard. And they both have a similar um, frame, similar kind of size question marks, I guess you could say, for um, right. Jack. They, I mean, it's Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, and they play the same position and essentially the same defense. So Right, yeah. <clears throat> I just think that his explosiveness is probably better than Will Anderson. Yeah, that's – off the ball. Definitely. A, a, there's definitely a conversation there. I think there's always one guy that slips back in the draft and gets is a steal off of being, having a short um, season the year before. Maybe Nolan Smith is that guy. So that's what we'll have to see. Well, I mean, to be quite honest with you before the, before the combine, most people had Nolan Smith outside of the first round. But then he went to the combine and really impressed with, you know, all of his numbers and everything that he was doing at the combine. Yeah, that's a lot like um, Trayvon Walker as well at Georgia was a guy that was um, like that in terms of the combine. He was, I myself had him as um, an early second round pick. And then he ended up going first overall because of how much he just, the clinic that walk that he put on at the combine. So yeah, um, the, the versatility played how many guys could play a three technique all the way out to a wide nine. I mean, you just don't, you can't coach that. You can't teach that. So um, let's see what Detroit does here. I was there. I wonder if they anticipated both the corners going back to back like that, right in front of them. I wonder if that, yeah, I don't know about that because they probably thought they could get one of them there, probably. <clears throat> I I still, if, if I'm going defense here, I'm going Nolan Smith. Yeah. I've been yeah, saying I, it for a like while. I feel like we've said that for like – I've been saying years. it for a while, seems yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Campbell. They go defense. Hey, it's a guy I just mentioned. Just 
a little bit ago. I, it's, he's actually one of my favorite defenders in this draft. Um, I really think Jack Campbell is a fantastic linebacker. He is side to side, all over the field. He can he you know he he makes plays. He is around the ball no matter if the ball is on side or that side. Or, I mean, he's just there all the time. He's a fantastic yeah. linebacker. And uh, like I said, side to side, he's there. He can be there. He plays He plays really smart and uh, can, can defend in coverage too. Yeah, the, he reminds me a lot of Matt Milano with the Buffalo Bills in terms of a comp, just sideline to sideline, yep. doesn't get fooled by the eye candy. Nope. Uh, I, I think, think he can be a pro bowler. I really do. Yeah. Jack Campbell. Tampa didn't take didn't take too much time. Um, they could I mean, go quarterback here. Yeah, this I mean, is a quarterback position, I think, at Tampa. I think they could go Will Levis. And if he doesn't go here – then, to be quite honest with you, I think the next possible place that he would go would be Minnesota. That's what I think. Yep. I even I saw plenty of mocks where they actually had Minnesota being one of the teams to trade up to get a quarterback in the yeah. So, yeah. If if Levis doesn't go here at nineteen to the Bucks, I think Minnesota picks twenty two or twenty three. I can't remember now. I think 20, 20, yeah, 23, I believe. 23. I think Jacksonville is 24 after them. Yeah. Remember correctly. It's a lot easier to remember the picks and what number everybody is before the draft. And then the draft gets going and you just kind of, yeah, it's like one, a trade or two get made. And then it's everything just your memory just gets all shuffled around yeah so I, I knew they were in the they're they're like 22 or 23 i knew they were in minnesota but but the bucks here at 19 i think could take a quarterback um yeah i think minnesota could take a quarterback and then after that i'm not sure who would take a quarterback in the first round? Yeah, it could be it could be a very long night for Mr. Lewis. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if one of those two teams don't take him, like I I don't know if there's because then you get to the playoff team, you know, Minnesota was too, but I mean you get to the ones that, you know, made it down towards the end, and I mean, none of them are taking quarterbacks. You know, Cincinnati's not taking a quarterback. The Bills aren't taking a quarterback. Um, you know, Philly's not taking a quarterback. Kansas City's not taking a quarterback. Elijah Cansey at 19. See, that's kind of a reach too. Most people had him in the second round that I that I knew. He's got really good physical tools. He's a fast <clears throat> edge guy, which if you know anything about 
Todd Bowles' scheme. It's blitz, blitz, blitz. So, yeah. Um, he, well, he could he could play edge. Um, with he's a smaller guy. Um, he could play three tech as well. You see the Aaron Donald comparison because of the the Pittsburgh connection there. Right. So, guy that another guy that test tested very well at the combine. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There were some people that I knew that were sliding him into the first round, but up till about three or four weeks ago, he was really considered a second round guy. Yeah. But there was some talk over the last few weeks of him sliding into the first round. Some of these arm lengths are crazy. Yeah. Now you that seems to be a thing. How do you how are you such a big dude and only have 30 inch arms? <laughs> that doesn't make me some of these I mean, guys are built like a almost built like a wrestler at six five. It's I don't, how can you be that big and have 30 inch arms? I don't understand. That sounds T-Rex to me. (laughs) Okay. That's an exaggeration. Maybe not T-Rex short arms, but still. I mean, my arms are longer than that. Alligator arms, I guess. Is that a a good compromise? All right. It's looking like a very long night for Will Levis, I'll have to say. Yeah. Like I said, Minnesota is really it, I think. Unless somebody trades up. Seattle, maybe. But I still, at that point, I think they kind of trust. Yeah, Seattle's picking next, aren't they, at 20? Seattle might take him here at 20. That is another one that – because he did go out there. He did meet with, with Pete Carroll. And since he's still on the board, I don't think they thought he would be available at 20. And Baltimore um, gave Lamar his big extension, so it's not going to be there at 22. No, no. Chargers have Herbert, obviously. Right, it's not going to be there. You got you got Minnesota at 23. Jacksonville's got their guy with Lawrence. Um, the cow was it? No, the the uh, Giants are next, I think, at twenty five. And they went for Daniel Jones there. Yeah, I don't think they're going quarterback. And then you got Dallas; they're not going quarterback. That's what I'm saying. The the, the Seahawks here might. It is it is a chance, a possibility that Seahawks because I they he did um, meet with uh, Seattle and Seattle was out for his pro day and all that stuff. I don't think they thought he would be here at twenty. Yeah, that's that's quite surprising. I had I there was 
you saw them going for AR at five a lot uh, as an option. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that even maybe even going Will Anderson, if he fell a little bit, depending on even. Yeah, yeah, there were some people that rushers. Just, I mean, Will. There was a lot of people that I know that was hoping that Will Anderson would still be there at five. Yeah. For Seattle. Yeah. Even Jalen Carter as well was a yeah. This pass rushers in general were all kind of seen going to. You're right. It could be. I mean, they could take Levis here. It's either here or Minnesota, I'm telling you. Or if not, he's in trouble of going in the first round. Yep. I just don't see another team um, unless somebody trades up. That's crazy. No wide receiver and no tight ends yet. And Levis is still waiting. ESPN and Alex said there was a 1.1% chance that that he would be available at the 20th pick. Yeah. I don't know how they come up with that number, but that sounds <laughs> – I don't either. Let's see. And they're taking the full time with the clock here. Yeah, there's a minute left on the clock for I wouldn't be shocked if Seattle takes him at 20. Let's see. Pick is finally in. I'm kind of surprised at 20 that there's been no tight ends who there's been there's a lot of tight ends in this in this draft that everybody said were good tight ends. Yeah. And no wide receivers. I saw a lot with the tight ends, a lot of like saying not that they would necessarily go in day one, but that you would see a lot of early day two picks with the tight ends where you could see Laporta, Musgrave, Kincaid, a lot of those guys kind of go one after the other um, in in the second round here. So maybe they close out the first round doing that, but we'll we'll have to see. This has been this definitely at least just feels like the longest pick. I know they, they took a ton of time and now it's from the time that we see this the one in the Jets. The Jets, the fifteenth pick, they took a long time too. Yeah.
So they're saying it might be a defensive pick. Yeah, Miles Murphy, some mocks had him going 10th. I seen. Yeah, I was just waiting for this pick if they're gonna if they're gonna do it. <laughs> I mean, this pick seems like it's taken forever. Got a whole YMCA out there on the stage now helping announce the pick. Maybe that's why because some of these that are taking forever, they're bringing people out. Yeah, that is that's a good point. <clears throat> Maybe that's why some of these picks are taking forever. They're bringing out some youth football players, Kansas City. JSN. JSN finally off the board. Yeah, that's who it is. JSN. I think I think he possibly could be the top receiver. I, I, Zay Flowers is going to be right there too. Um, and Jordan Addison's probably going to have something to say about it too. I guess I'm, I don't know, yeah. but uh, you know. So we are through the twentieth pick. And we're still sitting with no Levis. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but our time is up for tonight. We have had fun kind of going through the um, middle round of the, you know, from about pick six or seven to about 20 and being on air with you guys tonight. And uh, we will be on on Sunday. And we'll be back with our, our normal crew on Sunday. So, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the NFL first round live with us. Um, Taylor, I appreciate you being on with me, man. Thanks for having me on. Yep, I appreciate it, man. It was fun to fun to be on, and I know you're a big um, NFL draft guy, so it's fun with you. Yep, it's it's like a Christmas morning for three days in a row, I guess for for somebody <laughs> like me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll message you later, and we'll see if I don't. I don't know if he'll even go first round, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll have to. I, th I think I'm thinking if Minnesota doesn't get Levis at 23, he's probably not going in the first round. I don't so. think he will. Yeah, I don't think he will. All right, you guys have a great night. We will see you on Sunday. Thanks, guys.